Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. I am back. Bo uh, took care of business while I was gone. Probably didn't even miss me. Was able to maneuver around a bye week gracefully. A lot of information. ESPN seemingly stole one of his podcast <laughs> ideas from yesterday as they put out an article pretty much mirroring exactly what he talked about. It was uh, it was pretty much word for word this morning. Bastards. From yesterday's podcast, 139 of Locked On Cardinals. It was, it was just nice to see that uh, people were reiterating what we were pounding home <laughs> as part of the podcast theme yesterday. Which is interesting in the pod, in the the article on ESPN.com from Bill Barnwell is basically like, let's take a look at let's try to project the 2020 rosters for each team, and when you looked at the team the players that might be jettisoned from the Cardinals or might not be around any longer, and who are the locks to stick around, it was pretty much exactly what we were talking about yesterday on the show, and it's like it's it's Son Reddick, it's Patrick Peterson on a renegotiated deal and extension. It was, um, of course, Josh Rosen, it's Christian Kirk. And was Fitz there? No, Fitz isn't there. 2020. Oh, 2020. So yeah. it's two years. From I now. mean, w- I think there's a big conversation to be had if, if Larry Fitzgerald's a part of this roster come 2019. Why don't, why don't we just do that today? What if we just talk about Fitz? Because we haven't, we haven't allocated a podcast to Fitz in a while. I did over the summer just due to sheer boredom. And uh, he's always fun to talk about because... It was around the Terrell Owens Hall of Fame induction time, and if Fitz will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, it's obviously the answer is yes. But he, in my opinion, will go down as the most underrated receiver of all time, even though he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. Which is which is obviously an interesting uh, parad- paradox, interesting uh, double-edged sword, because his numbers will show his worth. Yeah, when it's all said and done, he's going to be basically second in all major receiving categories. But the thing is with that, that for some reason, and I can't understand this, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock here, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, follow Bo at at Bob Brock, that longevity is looked at as a detriment a lot of times with stats. Like, uh, we had this conversation before, and, and it's the same kind of thing. When I was looking up stats to debunk that Aaron Rodgers is a top two quarterback in the NFL, saw very few attempts, comparatively speaking, very few yards, comparatively speaking. And because he's so efficient, mm-hmm. I had to completely scrap the argument. Because he's so efficient. So in 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 that regard, just because you play a long time and you don't you're not as succinct as other players for getting the yardage or touchdowns or receptions, there's something to be said for not getting injured, being right. able to play 16 games a year. And Fitz never misses time. He missed a, a couple of games last year, I believe. No. Oh, no, two years ago. I, he, he's missed a couple of games. He with, hasn't missed any games since 2014. Oh, well, when never he mind. Had that, uh, I think it was an MCL sprain. Okay. Well, the fact that he's been playing all these years should not be a detriment. No. I mean, especially But it's when, looked at as, yeah. man, he played for 20 years. Obviously, right. he's going to get that. I mean, it's like Cal Ripken, when you looked at all the games he played for the Orioles, and he was. you have to look at his numbers and kind of – take them with a grain of salt like was he as good or was it just because he played 2600 games close to 3000 games um when you look at Carl Malone as far right. as where he stands as far as the all-time scoring leaders uh-huh. in the NBA like you would never say like Carl Malone was just an incredible score 
It's like I will take Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James any yeah. day over Karl Malone, yeah. but he still stands what second overall to Kareem because he didn't miss games. Everybody has the opportunity the to do this. Mailman delivered every day, rain or Man, shine. And the Lakers would have won that championship against Detroit if he didn't get hurt before the playoffs started. <laughs> no, but he was their best player that year, right? And as far as Larry Fitzgerald's concerned, I mean. It's and it's not even really a thing of of longevity. That that just adds to his lore, right? I mean, when you look at the quarterback, I mean, the whole the, and that's the foundation. The quarterbacks that he played with were trash. He's never played with a Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, that, I mean, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner, okay, and, and so, Carson Palmer had that big big season okay, where he threw thirty five. But touchdowns. Kurt Warner was on the tail end, right? He but was he, in the two thousand. Resurrected his career. He did. I, okay. He did. I mean, he came from being thrown on the scrap heap to not even starting for the Cardinals to putting up some pretty gaudy numbers. Yeah, for a very short. Okay, fine. But so with take, a very good receiving core, what was it three one thousand yard receivers with Fitz, Anquan Bolden, and Steve Breston? Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. And, um, but so. I mean, it's 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 a far cry. My point is, it's a far cry from Joe Montana. It's a far cry from Steve oh. Young. And that and that is a steep. That's a cliff that you fall yeah. off as far as so quarterback. He play. hasn't. He's he's got a touchdown pass from over twenty different quarterbacks. I think it was. I think it's mid twenties at this point. So it, there are things, and we're going all around. Those are the highlights of Larry Fitzgerald's career. We're going to focus on if it will be mutually beneficial for Larry Fitzgerald to come back next year, barring the money's right. And I think that he will definitely be. It'll definitely be a pay cut situation. Yeah. There's no way he's going to get 11 mil next year to come back. And it's interesting, and Bo, the reason why we brought this up is he had nine catches for 108 yards and a touchdown last week. The majority of it, he had four catches for 81 yards and the touchdown in the fourth quarter against uh, San Francisco at home last week. If he can put up numbers, maybe even three-quarters of that throughout the rest of the season, because yeah. they're going to play some defenses. They're going to let them score some points. It could be garbage time, but numbers are numbers really when it comes down to extending your career. If there are flashes that this team can be good next year or mm-hmm. better and flashes that he can stay on the field and not have that nagging hamstring injury and actually produce, do you think that it would benefit the Cardinals to bring him back next year? I mean, when we, we talked about this, and I talked about it in depth over the last couple of days well, you're absent, just hamming it up in Vegas. Um, you know me, bro. I'm you hard. look at next season, and I mean, the Cardinals are going to have so much spending flexibility with the luxury of that quarterback rookie contract um, that you get rid of Sam Bradford's horrible, atrocious twenty million dollar deal next year. Mm-hmm. Actually, twenty five. You take a five million dollar dead cap salary mm-hmm. hit. You already have sixty five million dollars of salary cap, so you can go out there. You look at the offensive line uh, possibilities on the free agent market, not too appealing. So you got to figure out maybe you got to fix that in the draft and maybe take a flyer on somebody, maybe spend over market value on an offensive line. That still gives you a ton of money to spend. You can go out there, for for God's sake, get a cornerback opposite Patrick uh-huh. Peterson. I'm sure that was in the conversation he had with Michael Bidwell last week after his trade demand. Right. And then yeah, you have to you have to retool at the wide receiver position whether or not you bring back Fitz. If you can bring you're not bringing Fitz back anymore on a 10 million dollar plus contract right. per season. I mean, you have paid him handsomely. You have you have made up for all those wrongs of all those quarterbacks that you made him pat, catch passes from. But now, if you can find something favorable and he can play in the, you know, the twilight of his career, 
at five to seven million dollars mm-hmm. and even overpay him for his age and it doesn't it, have to be all guaranteed. Right, it, does, it doesn't. Well, I'm sure there would have to be some guarantees for. Yeah, so a you give him half amount. of it guaranteed. Right. Right. And the rest incentive. I absolutely do. I think that. Looking at last game, he got 12 targets. He got eight catches, 102 yards. You mentioned it. You, you saw the targets increase. Maybe it was the hamstring injury that was causing him to not be able to create that separation. You also are dealing with a rookie quarterback for most of those games. Maybe they've figured it out. If Larry Fitzgerald can once again revisit the fountain of youth that you talked about, uh, I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. Well, and, and he he serves a purpose whether or not it's it's productivity on the field but also just having the continue to have that face of the franchise and I I don't I don't see in this situation and a lot of situations it happens but you you see it in New Orleans where Drew Brees isn't he's not handicapping the Saints Mm -hmm. he's he's still one of their best players Larry Fitzgerald is the same same thing yeah no I agree and one thing that you left out he can play circus barker for other guys that want to come learn from one of the greats he can play you know, agent for the Cardinals. And you saw him with Kirk Cousins, and it was kind of tongue-in-cheek because everybody knew he wasn't coming here. But if you have young receivers, free agent receivers or otherwise, that want to come learn from the greatest, he's still in the NFL. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, long gone. Fitz is still there. Can still teach a lot of young kids a lot of things. And that that's interesting, too, because when you look at the position traditionally – there's not a lot of mentors, right? At the wide it's, it's diva. It's it's, it's it's eat or be eaten, right? Right, and and it's it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald. He's not going to be commanding his looks, his targets in this offense. You're right. When when especially when you look at how many first round quarterbacks there were, and the secrets out on how to build a franchise for success and have longevity with that. We've seen it with the with the rookie skill quarterback contract. Four teams did that, or five teams did that this past draft. And teams before that, the Eagles and the Bears and the uh, and and uh, well, Tampa Bay and Tennessee. I mean, it's, right. it's almost You've half the league it. now. And uh, and the Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah. They. I mean, there's flexibility because of that blueprint. What's going to set the Cardinals aside from those other franchises? As far as why why would have why what, what's going to make them more appealing than say the Jets or the Browns or the 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 Bears or the Ravens if they turn to Lamar Jackson get rid of Joe Flacco's court what's going to set them aside Larry Fitzgerald is something that's going to make them appealing and money and money and it, I mean Cleveland's dysfunctional yeah. right um, but look he, at Jamie Collins he got traded by the Patriots to Cleveland right and he signed a massive contract massive extension it took a lot of money to, keep to stay there. in Cleveland Buffalo Cleveland I think there's a there's a certain amount of dysfunction. There's a stain of dysfunction on those franchises. Devontae Davis retired mid- right. So that that already puts the Cardinals ahead of him. I think the only team, as far as first round uh, selecting quarterbacks from the, the same draft as Rosen, is probably the Jets. Yeah, just I mean, because, that's a huge media market. Yep, East Rutherford, man, and Darnold's playing very Fine. well in his rookie season. Ten yeah. or eleven touchdowns, ten picks. Yeah, take the good and the bad. Yeah. So, I think Fitz does add a certain uh, amount of appeal to the Arizona Cardinals as they try to kind of separate themselves from other teams following this blueprint. It's it's wild. It's crazy. It's also crazy that we pay for new brand-name clothes. Why do we buy new kids' clothes when they just outgrow them in a few months? I don't know, but It's tell insane. Me. 
So wouldn't it be great if there was a place you could discover awesome discounts of gently used clothes? There it is. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving the store after store, sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com and use their easy-to-use filters and find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste and polluting the environment. So you feel good about that. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price. Your favorite brands, Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap, quality hand-inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, easy, hassle-free returns within 30 days. Special offers to our listeners. 35% off select items with your first order with the promo code Locked On. Plus, find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Welcome back. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. You can listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, Monday through Friday. Me on the Freaks from 1 to 4. Bo on the Drive from 4 to 7. So with the bye week this week, it's our last podcast of the week, we are paying homage to Larry Fitzgerald and kind of determining what the right course of action would be for next season if, in fact, Larry Fitzgerald wants to continue playing. I don't see him retiring. I think he's able-bodied enough to where he still wants to play. Now, this could definitely be, in my opinion, a Joe Montana situation, a Peyton Manning situation, you know, where it's nobody's going to remember Larry Fitzgerald as anything other than an Arizona Cardinal. But if he were to go as a free agent, somebody offers him 3 or $4 million to a contender, I don't necessarily think that it's out of the realm of possibility for him to leave. And it, I, I wouldn't say that. Before this season started, there's so many questions with the coaching staff. Right. There's there is a young quarterback. It's a young offense uh, from skill position standpoint. And if somebody comes calling like the Saints or the car or the uh, the Patriots or uh, the Eagles, who knows the Vikings for that matter. I think the Vikings would probably be the only uh, option you outside think? of Arizona. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like going with a strong quarterback. Larry Fitzgerald has so much left to offer, you know, and this isn't one of those things where Chad Ochocinco goes to New England and 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 flames out. It's not that situation. It's a dude that can still ball that is in this bubble where he knows how to not get himself hurt. He knows where to find spaces because he's not fast anymore, and he can potentially be a great slot receiver somewhere else. Right, and yeah, I mean, that's exactly why he has that ability is because he kind of um, – he got a new lease on wide receiver life by Thank switching you, to the slot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He learned that new position, and he, he thrived in it for a couple of years, and now he continues to be very, very good at that um, when given opportunities and when healthy, and, and those are big gifts, especially at his age. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's either uh, the, the odds-on favorite, heavy favorite is Cardinals or right. bust. Yes. But then I would say very far second would be Vikings. I, I just don't see anybody else unless somebody's willing to, I mean, the guy likes money. Does if somebody throws him an absurd amount of money, I just don't think that you will. But what's what's five mil going to do for a franchise? You know, I mean, it's it's so say it's the same money that the Cardinals would give you, and there are very the reason why I'm saying it's a little bit more open than just Minnesota is there are very few athletes in the history of time across all professional sports that will not be hated when they leave, even to a rival. Like say Fitz goes to the Rams or the 49ers, or something like that, in, in division. When he comes back to Arizona, 
he will be revered like he founded the state. Sure. So yeah. it's not so he has a way wider window than most athletes when choosing the next destination for where you're going to play. I'm again, I agree with you. Yeah, I he's just, staying with the Cardinals, right. but if he can choose wherever the hell he wants to go and everybody in Arizona will always love him. We've seen Randy Johnson leave the Diamondbacks a couple times. He even went in, he got his 300th win randomly with the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. That was because the D-backs didn't have the ability to even pay him what the Giants were willing to pay him. And I just see with all the variables surrounding Fitz uh, and all the things he does outside of just the play on the field in his relationship with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. that if the the money's even, he's staying. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if if the money needs to be um, improved by the Cardinals as far as an offer is concerned, if it's if it's not absurd, yeah, I mean see, that's talking, where it gets close. Yeah, well, yeah that's the, where we are this year with well, the money he made. Right, but if if we're, we're looking at all the cap space that they have, I mean, they're not going to just turn the page. I mean, they would just suffer such a PR nightmare from that that they realize. It's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, I feel... <laughs> Especially coming off a brutal season. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I just feel like you've been dating... You're the ugly dude that's been dating a porn... Uh, porn uh, <laughs> uh, 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 not a porn star. Uh, a model right. for 15 years. Yeah. Way out of your league. Mm-hmm. Never should have had him in the first place. And then they leave you and you're like, well, I guess that makes sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, after 15 years, after you get start to get the belly... Right. And you stop showering and... She moves on. She moves on, and, and you it, you don't realize what you had till she's gone, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, and, and it couldn't get to that as you talk about, you know, just the men mundane, or you just look at relationships, and it doesn't matter. Like, if somebody's dating out of their league, when they're with that person for a certain amount of time, I mean, just, and, and it just unfortunately happens, it just loses that luster, yeah. right? You, you, you get bored. You don't realize. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Fitz. If, if they ever relinquish grasp on on fits they would realize that they just they just let you know the love of their life walk out the door here's what i want to do (laughs) on the other side we're going to wrap up no game this sunday so we'll come back monday with the fury talking about the kansas city chiefs oh man and oh boy but it's not going to be all bad and i'll explain why next week on monday i want to give everybody a little taste of what bo and i are probably going to discuss five or six weeks from now should the Cardinals trade down from their top three pick that they inevitably will get to get more picks to bolster all of the holes or many of the holes that they have on the offensive and defensive side. We'll talk about that. A microcosm of the bigger story that we'll talk about in a few weeks from now. Next. All right. Wrapping up on a bye week Thursday podcast, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. So we've talked Larry Fitzgerald, talked Larry Fitzgerald. Should he stay? Should he go? What I want to do now, and Bo didn't know that I was talking, I didn't even know that we were going to talk about this until about two minutes ago. We're going to have probably a two-part pre-draft conversation on when the Cardinals get a top five pick, which they inevitably will get, should they trade down and amass maybe you know several more picks in an effort to fill these holes that are glaring on both sides of the ball, or should they keep the pick and draft a surefire dude that will help them immediately. So, let's say that they get the... Because the Raiders are bad, but I don't think... I think they'll win more games than people think. I think they're going to win three or four games. I think after Oakland... Who are they going to beat, though, in their division? Well, I hope they beat the Cardinals. Okay, I, I do. In their division, probably nobody. They'll probably go over. Yeah, you're right. I mean, 
Because if you're looking at it right now, you have the Giants, you have the Niners, you have the Raiders. The only teams with a worse record than the Arizona Cardinals. Right, and I think the Giants will win more games. They just have – there are games where Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham will just win for you. Or the defense will get a pick six or something like that. Olivier Vernon's starting to come on. There are some – there's so much freakish talent on that team. They can't win like three games. So I put them at like four. San Francisco is really the only one that I really am worried about in Oakland. So those two probably – one needs a quarterback and one doesn't. The the Niners are just in a weird situation, and I honestly don't understand it after having our conversations last week, previewing the game and talking to Brian Peacock from Locked On Niners, that there is just this, they're fine with where they are. Well, because they know that they have a quarterback well, that's not playing right now. they know they right have now. a quarterback, but doesn't that quarterback being hurt magnify that this roster wasn't close. Bo, I've said for yes, and I've said for that there are a lot more issues in that organization beyond the quarterback. Well, and we still don't know Jimmy Garoppolo is good, right? Seriously, I mean that's the fact that they paid him one hundred thirty-seven and a half. He might unbelievable. The, he might become the next Sam Bradford, and having the luxury, which is weird, of an injury because there's unknown. He's been injured three times, yeah. in less than a full season of work. But I, I think that you know Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for whatever reason, get a hold pass that they don't, I don't necessarily understand. When you're one right. and seven, the, the problems stem further than, than your quarterback. I know they're dealing with other injuries, but come on. No, I is, agree. Is Jarek McKinnon a game-changing running back? He, he wasn't was even, Minnesota. He wasn't even the starter there. Yeah. So there, the reason why I bring those up is the Giants need a quarterback. Yeah. The, the, the Raiders, unless something crazy happens, will probably need a quarterback. No, I mean, what were they going to do? Trade Derek Carr? Well, what? I mean, maybe. Or, well, because they owe him a lot of money still. I just can't imagine that Derek Carr has a very favorable contract as far as trying to move. Yeah, that's fair. So, say, take the Raiders out. Okay. Right. So, the but Giants. Right. Yep. The Giants are really. And, let, and maybe the Bills. Who knows? I, Bills are crazy. We don't know. They traded away their future for Josh Allen. We don't know. But say. The Bills aren't even going to have a pick, will they? Didn't they deal it? For Tampa Bay? I don't know. I don't know. But. The Giants are the one that you have to finish ahead of, or behind. I guess you should. That's say. That's going to be tough, just because the. But the Giants are so NFC, much better than the than I the know, Cardinals. I understand that, but the NFC East uh, ahead of them is is modeled up. There there are three teams legitimately vying for that division. Mm -hmm. So it it seems to happen every year that the Giants get a win against Washington, but Washington seems to be, just be a little bit better talent wise as far as the Giants. I I understand that they have those two game-breaking players in Barkley and, and Beckham. But the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Redskins, usually you throw out the records, but you look at this Giants team, it's yeah. so flawed. It's going to be tough for to right get now, in between absolutely. them and a, and a quarterback. And the writings on the walls for the Giants, they they understand where they what they need to do. Right. And that's tank. They're well, going to tank. They're not and, and this is not a quarterback-heavy draft. Right. I mean, so this Justin is, Herbert might not even come out. Right. So this is a situation where the Giants decided to take Saquon Barkley last year. They may have passed on their franchise quarterback. We have no idea. We have no idea if any of these quarterbacks are going to be good. We honestly don't. We won't know for a couple of years. So, with Bosa, Ed Oliver, a couple offensive linemen, in this given situation, mm -hmm. hopefully the Cardinals will finish first. I mean, hopefully they'll have the worst record. So, they could get a Bo Brock's special, King's Ransom, for that pick. And that would only maybe mean move down three or four spots. Right. Because if you can get at number four 
Because if it, somebody will trade up to draft a quarterback, it's going to happen. There's going to be somebody that comes out. Who We don't know if Kyler Murray's really going to go play baseball. We don't know what people are going to do. We don't know. He's going to get a ton of money well, to play well, baseball. And Tua, I mean, we have guys that, are gonna, that could potentially so come out. He will be eligible. He's oh, a, it's three he's, years. He's right. a true sophomore. Right. So, oh, that's right. He was a true freshman last year. So, there are going to be quarterbacks that will move up the ranks. Mel Kuyper will have somebody that the Giants are going to take. And if the Cardinals can move from one to three or four and get three or four more draft picks and still draft the guy they want at three or four, you can draft a couple offensive linemen otherwise. I think that this would be an only lineman draft. Yeah, I mean, here's where I disagree. I just don't – I think at this point beating the Niners and probably beating the Raiders, it solidifies the thought that you're not going to get the number one pick. They need to finish ahead of the Giants. They're not. They're just not going to. You don't think the you no. think the Giants are going to win two games this year? But, uh, maybe. I, here, they're bad. I they're, they're very bad. I and I think the the Cardinals could potentially have three wins, and who knows? Who knows if they could? I mean, the Green Bay just kind of sold a little bit at the trade deadline. Yeah, is Green Bay as scary as? I mean, they should beat the Cardinals, but if they're not in the NFC North race any longer, you've got an uninspired team become beatable on on a. You know, on a Sunday. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there could be. I mean, it's there could be a win that we're not foreseeing as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned. I mean, it's it's not always it doesn't go chalk every week right. in the NFL. So the Cardinals at two and six. I mean, I honestly don't have a problem with the Cardinals as much as I agree with you. I mean, it would be very beneficial to between be between those quarterback hungry teams, and be very beneficial if couple quarterbacks in the NCAA level emerge as first round talent just not seeing that yet it hasn't right. it hasn't transpired so far um that the Cardinals could trade from a top five team to maybe re- remain in the top 10 or in the top 15 acquire future assets and more draft capital that absolutely be best case scenario for this team well, yeah. especially if they're going to take which, like I said, the free agent market for the offensive lineman is thin. Yeah. If a if a free agent if an offensive lineman is a free agent, there's a reason for that. Teams well, are and, smart enough to keep. Them. And they signed two of them, right. Justin Pugh and Andre Smith, in right. the offseason. So you gotta you gotta find that through the draft. So absolutely, absolutely, you, you're not gonna stick and pick at one if you're taking an O lineman or a D tackle. Right. You you trade down. So I just think, and and if you're if you're five. And the best offensive lineman projects to be the fifth pick in the draft. You stick and pick, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, you feel a need. You don't look foolish for taking over drafting somebody just based on need. Alex Lancy, Bo Brock. That is the the little you know taste of what Bo and I will talk about. Maybe for when draft time comes around, man, that's going to be a full week. We're not even talk about football that's going on at the time. Alex Lancy, Bo Brock. We'll check you guys on Monday.